At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. It is Holden with Veasan. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers, and it is Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. The Avalanche hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning. Boy, the prices to get in have really come down. They're about half of what you were paying about a week and a half ago. Stanley Cup Finals tickets. I go there this morning. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna go buy a ticket. Probably spend a grand. That'll be fine. Actually, I was thinking 750. The get-in price now is $491, and you can actually find some decent seats for less than $1,000 now. So Stanley Cup Finals tickets coming down, and this is great that the Rangers aren't in it because the Tampa Bay fans just are not going to travel like the Rangers fans would have. Let's get to the game lines on Bet Rivers. Actually, we'll start with the series prices here. Lightning plus 140, so that's come down. A little bit. Avalanche minus 162. Heavy, heavy, heavy favorites still. Uh, We've got to score the most points in the series head-to-head. I think this one will be really interesting to look at. Nathan McKinnon versus Nikita Kucherov. Minus 118 for McKinnon. Minus 106 for Kucherov. Leaning McKinnon there. We do have series outcomes, but I think the one that I'm going to go to, and it's an official play now. Over five and a half games at minus 150. Over five and a half games at minus 150. And I'll let you know why in just a couple of minutes because that is a bet that I really, really like. Let's go look at my favorite bet, though. And that will be in the first period this evening. As I'm on record saying, 
I think the Avalanche come out a little bit rusty. Uh, sure, they'll have the emotion of the crowd there, but they're going to come out a little rusty. And, and Tampa Bay's been here and done this. This They're going for a three-peat, okay? Uh, so first period, I think the Lightning come out. This by no means means that the Avalanche are going to win this game, but there's two ways to attack it. Wow, this thing just dropped again. Woo, money line yesterday. I got the Lightning at plus 115. Actually, this was two days ago. Then yesterday I looked at it plus 115. This morning plus 114. And now the Tampa Bay money line in the first period is down to plus 110. The three-way in the first period goes from plus 220 to plus 210. These are still good numbers. You're still getting the Lightning at plus money in the first period. I know a lot of you don't want to make this bet because you're rooting for the Avalanche. And that's fine. I totally get it. Uh, if you're into making money and you want to take a stab here, this is what I like. And then that period one three-way, what that is, is it's plus 170 if you want to say it's going to be a tie. Avalanche plus 155, Lightning plus 210. So you're not going to get your money back if it's a tie after the first period. You're not going to get your money back if the abs are up, but you will get a little over two to one and that first way, uh, first period three-way bet. Now, the rest of the lines here, the abs on the puck line to win by two or more goals is a plus 165. <whistles> the money line's come down, though. It's broken uh, minus 150. It's down to minus 148. I'm telling you right now, I think if, if the lightning split in Colorado, that we might see the avalanche at plus money on the road for the first time here. That's very, very possible. Abs minus 148 tonight, Lightning plus 125. Total is low, sitting at six. The juice went from minus 114 to minus 115 to the over, very slight move. And the under, the under sitting at uh, minus 104. Boy, am I excited about this thing. It's gonna be fun. Let's go. We got the Stanley Cup Finals here in town, huh? All right, so again, uh, the best bets is something that I will let you know once again, I do want to get into a couple other things, though. The Conn Smythe Trophy winner. And this is for the playoffs MVP. Miko Rantanen was asked who he thinks is going to win the Conn Smythe. What did he say? It's pretty hard not to say Kale. Kale McCarr, the way he's playing. So I'll say Kale. So Rantanen's on Kale McCarr, right? Now, Kale McCarr, boy, remember when he was plus 205 to win the Conn Smythe? Uh, right after they won the last series, the Western Conference Finals against Edmonton. Uh-uh-uh, not anymore. A lot of money coming in on Makar. He's plus 185 now. And I found a cool note from Sportsnet up in Canada. They say, from a historical perspective, Makar's first three rounds have been outstanding. Since the salary cap era in 05-06, the highest scoring playoff defender was Miro Heskinen, who had 26 points in 27 games for the Stars in 2020. With 13 fewer games played, McCarr is five points away from eclipsing Heskinen, okay, to set the highest scoring defender record in the history of the world, at least, again, since the salary cap year, and we're talking, what, 17 years now? So McCarr's close to making history here. Uh, McKinnon is plus 220 to be the Smythe Trophy winner. In the playoffs, he leads the league in shots. When he's been on the ice at five on five, the Avs have outshot their opponents 188 to 108 and outscored them 20 to eight. 
I mean, those type of numbers continue, and McKinnon leads the series in goals, and the Avs win. He's definitely worth a sprinkle. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, plus 450. Steven Stamkos, plus 1,300. These guys are at least on the radar for me, just because Kucherov's such a, an epic scorer. Stamkos is one of the most talented players in the world. Um, the best bet here, and I'm not going to place a bet on the Smythe Trophy winner. I just wanted to give you some background here. I would say the best bet, though, the best value is Andre Vasilevsky. Now, the Lightning would likely have to win this series, but he's at plus 425. Um, the last goalie, and he he won the Smythe last year, the last goalie to win back-to-back Smythe, Bernie Parent of the Philly Flyers, Philadelphia Flyers, 1974-1975. So I was in my mama's belly the first one. I was out of her belly the second one that Bernie Parent ended up winning. There was a 26-person ESPN analysts poll, okay? Ten of them had McCarr winning the Conn Smythe. Vasilevsky with seven. See what I mean here? You know what? I actually, and and I'll go back to this. You could take the Lightning to win the series if you wanted to, but I feel like if they win the series, Kucherov's going to be, or uh, Vasilevsky's going to be that guy. And he's at plus 425. I'm not going to make it a best bet, but I will bet it just a little bit. Just a little bit at plus 425. Uh, So the poll at ESPN, Makar had 10 votes, Vasilevsky 7, Stamkos had 5. He's at plus 1,300. Uh, McKinnon just 2. Just two votes for McKinnon. Kucherov and Sorelli picked up votes as well. Sorelli, 70 to 1, by the way. Um, as far as the goaltender goes, I, I know that I talked about this the day after they clinched the West. I, I thought Francois should be the guy, but I'm fine. I think it's Darcy Kemper in there tonight. Uh, he needs to be better, though, than he's been so far in the playoffs. He has not been good, he's been mediocre. 897. Uh, save percentage, uh, that is below me. Yo. That stinks. <laughs> the great thing about the Avalanche is that their defenses, defensemen just muck it up, just sew the crease up, and you're not getting as many shots on goal as you see other teams give up. But he's got to be better than he was. Now, a couple of injury notes. The Lightning. Braden F- Point, uh, one of their star forwards. You know, they're loaded too. We got so much talent here. McCarr, McKinnon. Miko, Landeskog, there's so much talent here, but the Lightning do too. Braden Point was the team's leading goal scorer in their last two playoff runs. Yeah. Now, Point, 77 points in 74 career playoff games. More points during the Lightning back-to-back championship runs than any of his teammates. Scored more playoff goals than anybody in the league in the last three years with 30. So, they got through the East, most of the East, without Braden Point. He's back. That's huge for them. We got to see Naz Kadri come back and make an impact in this series. Really need to see him. I don't know if it's going to be, probably not tonight. Maybe game two. Hopefully they get him back by game three in Tampa Bay. That's what I would think. If he shows up and plays tonight, wow. You know, Point might not play tonight either, but they're expecting him back at the latest by game two. So that is a huge bounce back for them, just like Kadri would be a huge boost for the Avalanche. Uh, one note, one betting note on this, and I'll give you my, my best bets, okay? Uh, we've got the favorites finishing 8-2 and two in the conference finals round. Favorites are 55-28 and 28 overall. 
So if you're looking at money line tonight, I mean, that's a hell of a hit rate. Home team, seven and three last round. They're 51 and 32. A lot going the avalanche way from these trends. Under seven and three last round, five and one to the under in the Lightning Rangers series. And the overs are still hitting throughout the playoffs at a 53% clip, 43, 38, and two. What do we take out of that? I just think they're interesting numbers. As far as the avalanche go, again, if they get off to a hot start, then they're going to win this game. I, I, I think there's no question about it. I'm just banking, and I don't want this to happen. I'm just banking that they start slow for a 12-day layoff. It's just not fair. You shouldn't have that much. But here are my best bets. Game one, you know it. Lightning first period. Today you can get it plus 114. I recommend you hit it. Lightning first period three-way. Um, again, that is going to be, well, we got that at plus 215, right? So there you go with the three-way bet. And today it's plus 210. So you'll get it at plus 210. And then for the series to go over five and a half games. So for the series to go six or seven, Minus 150. The other books have that at minus 200 or so, by the way. The Bet Rivers line on this, there's nothing better. Uh, over five and a half games. And you've just seen it throughout the history of the playoffs. These, It's been a long, long time since a Stanley Cup final series didn't go deep. Been a long time. So, again, these are my three best bets heading into the series. I don't have a series bet because I'm sitting on tickets of plus 580 and plus 325 and plus six something as well. So <laughs> it's going to be fun. Ian St. Clair, my buddy from playcolorado.com. He's going to join me here in just a few minutes. And uh, he's probably more excited than anybody. I mean, that dude remembers the first two cups very, 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 very well. Very well. So let's do this. Let's go get this money. That was number one on the front range for the four biggest sports stories on the front range. Number two, Broncos wrapping up minicamp. Week one lines against Seattle have been up for a while on Bet Rivers. Seahawks um, plus four and a half, obviously. Broncos minus four and a half. I'm in on that. 41 and a half is the total, 205, minus 205, the money line. So here's just a couple of notes that I think need to be revisited from yesterday. First of all, defensive coordinator, Ahiro Avero, on how he determines the appropriate time to have a cornerback shadow a particular receiver. Why did I bring this up? Because I get the transcripts every day from the Broncos, and I'm reading this thing, and I'm saying, God, how great is Patrick Sertan? How many times have I talked about him this offseason? He's probably my favorite player on the team, him and Javante. But he shut down Tyreek last year. He shut down Devontae Adams last year. And I don't remember him shadowing the whole game, but we have a new defensive coordinator now. And Ivero said this, he goes, that's a factor. It's not just a matchup, but you got to see how it affects other matchups on the field in terms of the game plan and where you want to rotate coverages. There's definitely probably a place for that in the future. We didn't see that. We didn't see a shadow last year, not a full game shadow. And Patrick Sertan is so damn great at what he does. I think we need to see that this year. And we need to see exactly what he can do. And if that happens, then our Patrick Sertan flyer at 100-1 to 1 on winning the Defensive Player of the Year, those odds go up as well. Uh, Jerry Judy, the other big topic that was being discussed. Jerry Judy, 52 catches, 856 yards, three TDs. 
uh, 16 games as a rookie. Had a, remember the ton of drops, 10 drops. Well, second year, high ankle sprain week one, really never got going. 38 receptions, no touchdowns. Ugh, no bueno, no bueno. So this is a big year for him. We all know that. They drafted him to be the number one. He had Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke throwing to him. He had a case of the drops. He's had injuries. He has to stay healthy year three. He was asked if he had a leg injury. It had been reported that he had a groin injury. He goes, actually, I feel pretty good now about it. It's getting better day by day. Focus on the little things, blah, 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 blah. Jerry said the new system uh, most certainly gives him better odds to succeed, which is exactly what we want to see. And it's not just throwing him. He's a great route runner. We get it. He can stretch the field, but let's get him some reverses. Let's hand the ball off to him. Let's see some screens. Let's get a little bit creative. Because Pat Shermer was the most vanilla, horrible offensive coordinator in the National Football League last season. It was absolutely brutal. And now you actually look like you have somebody that knows what they're doing with Nathaniel Hackett calling the, the plays. One more thing from Judy yesterday. Talked about his recent court case. He said, everything turned out well. Don't want to put myself and the team in a position like that. I'm glad everything was handled the way it needed to be. So there you go, Jerry Judy. Huge, huge, huge number three, year three. And we're going to find out a lot about Jerry Judy going forward. Because if this does not turn out to be a good year, he either gets injured or he's not, he doesn't perform, then I'm going to call him a bust. This is the year. This is the year. He is not a bust right now. These are two years. He had injuries. That rookie year wasn't all awful. He doesn't succeed this year. He's a bust. He does succeed. I think it's going to be big, big time. And unfortunately, an injury to him missing games would mean a bust. What do I expect him to do? I expect him to go for at least 70 catches. I expect him to go for at least 1,000 yards. And I expect him to get into the end zone, you know, six to 10 times. All right, let's get to number three on the front range for the four biggest sports stories on the front range. NBA draft one week from tomorrow. What? Yeah, I think the number one need for the Nuggets is an athletic wing who can defend. Now, the Nuggets have picks 21 and 30, all right? So I looked around and found consensus big boards, and there is a couple of them. And the big board that I found, I mean, we're talking about 160 different drafts, and they combine it all, and they figure out who thinks which player is going where. So it's like Sports Illustrated, The Athletic, Basketball News, The Ringer, CBS, all of them. 150-plus other mocks from Draft Twitter, okay, and other scouting outlets. A couple of months ago, I, I told you, a couple of months ago, I told you about Nikola Jovic, not Jokic, right? Same place. He's from the same place as, as the Joker. A lot of similarities there. Big dude, 6'10", 210. He'll put the bulk on. 19 years old. Used to be a point guard. He's a small forward that could play point guard. A lot of buzz right now that the Nuggets are looking at him at number 21. There's a massive knock on his defense. Massive knock. That he, The effort isn't there all the time. There's a lot of players that can come into the league and learn that. Because defense is mostly about effort and to get coached up. But when you're looking to win immediately, you might need somebody that's more ready defensively. I think he could help the second unit offensively, 
We need a lot of help there. I don't think he can help out defensively. Uh, the other consensus pick, now at number 30 for the Nuggets, Bryce McGowan, which is the second first-round pick for Denver. 6'6 shooting guard, left Nebraska after a year, bad defender on a horrible defensive team in college. I do not want to see the Nuggets take Bryce McGowan at number 30. I would prefer not to see that. Uh, so here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Jalen Hardy at number 21. And my boy Christian Brown from Kansas at number 30. You know I'm a Kansas guy. And I love David Roddy too. I think taking him at number 30 would be a bit too soon. So a second round pick, is he going to be there? Ah, I'm just not so sure. You know, would they go out and get themselves an under, uh, just an undersized grinder? Maybe he's an undrafted free agent. I would think he gets drafted at some point in time. But again, maybe he is an undrafted free agent. I just don't see him being a good pick at number 30, though. A first-round pick, as much as I love the kid, like a mini Charles Barkley, there's other needs for me uh, when I look at it right now. And again, he's just not a first-round pick. Uh, there's better picks. All right, so... Let's talk about Hardy for a second. My guy, Jalen Hardy, at number 21. He's a shooting guard, 6'5". Can he play the wing? We'll see. He was actually the number two recruit in the nation in 2021. There was Chet Holmgren, who might go number one. He's definitely a lottery pick. Um, Five-star recruit, played in the G League last year. He was with the Ignite, same team that gave us Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. Top 10 picks last year. Defensively, He's got a 6'10 wingspan. Good. 1.3 steals per game. Very, very good defender. Long wingspan. You'd like to be a little taller, yeah, but I think he might be a really good pick at number 21. And this will be easy. I'm biased, but I love Christian Brown. He is a great wing defender. There's one thing you look at him and go, oh, this guy is just a three-point shooter. He's extraordinarily athletic. He is very, very smart. And he is, I, I think this guy going forward can shoot in the high 30s, low 40s from three. Uh, he's not a volume three-point shooter, but he can create his own shot. He got much better at driving to the rim last year. Shooting guard, wing defender, terrific three-point shooter. I wouldn't mind seeing them go the direction of a pair of wings. But again, if Jovic is there, you look at the upside, you have to balance how, how are we doing this? Do we, do we take a guy that might take a couple of years to be defensively as good as we need him to be, but we plug him in right now? Or do you take the guys that can help you out defensively right now? And I think that is the, the way to go. And Brown adds scoring and Hardy adds scoring too. So I'm down with that. That's number three in the front range four, folks. Four biggest stories on the front range. Uh, let's go number four. We'll just go to the Rockies. They're still playing, by the way. Uh, that was a tough loss last night. Did not get to the over. 4-3 was the final score. The total was, what, 10.5? It opened at 10.5, 10, 10.5, and, and it went last night to 11. Oosh. Interesting thing, though. Charlie Blackman hit a home run. He's now tied with Dante Bichette for sixth in Rockies history with 201 homers, but he ended the third longest homerless streak in Rockies history. He, I can't believe he went 266 plate appearances without a homer. That blew my mind. 
Um, here's a note I want to throw out that says nothing to do with last night's game. Maybe something here later in the game, but as bad as the Rockies bullpen has been, and by many measures, it's one of the bottom three in baseball. When the Rockies have the lead entering the seventh inning, they are 19 and zero this year tied for the best in baseball. They are 19 and zero. So as bad as the bullpen has been, if you're live betting and let's say there's a better team in town and you're getting the Rockies at a decent price, minus 110 or so, I think that's something I will be keeping in the back of my mind going forward. Now we got a kid by the name of Connor Pilkington, a lefty going to the mound against the Rockies, uh, a lefty going to the mound against the Guardians and Austin Gomber, who, you know, the, the numbers just aren't good. He's got a 617 ERA. I know that's not the perfect thing, but he doesn't strike guys out. 45 Ks and 58 in the third innings. Uh, if you look at the last start that he had at home, he gave up nine earned runs in five innings. So, you know, Gomber, not exactly what we were expecting to get in return for that uh, Nolan Arenado trade. And ultimately, he's just struggled. Now, he's coming off a nice start at San Francisco. You got to like that one. Okay, you got the win too. Um, at Washington, eight runs in an inning and a third. He struggled uh, recently. So this might be a night where guys like Josh Naylor or Jose Ramirez just completely go off. And as far as Pilkington goes, I don't expect him to go deep into the game. He's got four starts. He's pitched in seven games this year. Uh, 25 strikeouts in 22 and a third innings. And I think what you will see is a whole bunch of bullpen. We're going to see a lot of the bullpen for the Guardians tonight. And uh, I'll just get in real quick. Colorado 4.75 ERA. Again, not the greatest uh, stat to look at with a 4.75. How about a 1.4 whip? They allow 1.4 base runners per inning, which is horrible. Uh, that is sixth worst in Major League Baseball. And you look at the Guardians, they've got the best bullpen out there. 1.07 whip, 2.93 ERA. So... You know, this will be interesting too. Um, even a bullpen game, even if it's something where their bullpen has to go five innings, I think they're in good shape. I am not going to have a bet on this game. The lines, Guardians minus 110, Rockies minus 106. The total here, I woke up this morning, was 11 and a half. It's been pushed up to a dozen on Bet Rivers. Woo-wee, a little too much for me. Uh, looking at batter home runs though, Jose Ramirez plus 290, not awful. Um, I like what's going on. I, I just don't see a, a bet on Josh Naylor, unfortunately. So no plays tonight in this game. No plays for the Rockies. Next on the Denver City Cast presented by Brett Rivers. By the way, I mean, I probably wasn't going to watch any Rockies yesterday or tonight because we have the Avalanche. We got the Stanley Cup here, baby. Let's talk to our pumped up friend, Ian St. Clair from PlayColorado.com. Abs, game one against the Lightning. Let's go. Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Baseball Rivers. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
It's that time of the week. Ian St. Clair, Play Colorado, playcolorado.com. He comes on. He's very mellow. He says he's tempered. Let's go, St. Clair. Your team's in the Stanley Cup Finals. First time in 20 years, man. All you've been doing is bloviating about this team all season long. No more tempered garbage. Let's go. We got six hours to go. Let's. But, hey, I, I, I'm amped up. I, it may not show it on no. my facial expressions or my my vocal announcements, but I, I, I'm amped up. I, I think this is going to be a great series. I think the Avalanche, I've said this to you before, I think they're on a mission. I don't think they're going to be denied. So I, I, I'm just, it, it's, that, it's that cautious optimism. Let's go with that. You're at about a 4 out of 10, St. Clair. And I need you at a 10 out of 10. If they, because if the abs, this is like how I think the abs are coming out tonight. They're going to come out slow and rusty after a 12-day break, and then they'll get going. You right now are slow and rusty. Your team's in the finals. Wake up, Ian. I actually think the abs are going to be the complete opposite of me. I think they're going to come out rolling. I think Ooh. it's going to be very similar to how they did against Nashville. I think they are going to catch Tampa Bay off guard with how fast they are how physical they are, and then how how great they are defensively. I, I really think that it, it's going to – it may not be – because I, I, I've said this earlier this week, they come out strong in game ones. They not only did it against Nashville, they did it against St. Louis, and they did it against Edmonton. Now, I don't think we're going to see 14 goals for the, for the, the total for game one, but I think you're going to see the Avalanche just come out and just be buzzing from the get-go. Normally, I'd be concerned because I have the Tampa Bay Lightning on the three-way and the money line the first period, but you're a homer. So I know. That's fine. I, I And here's where I think it, it's going to be a difference. We've mm-hmm. talked about it. Nathan McKinnon is a beast in the playoffs. I think he is going to take this to another level. I think we are going to see a Nathan McKinnon at such – an exponential level. He's going to rise up to, to levels that we haven't seen yet. And I think he is going to be unstoppable in this series. Now that is what I like to hear. Unstoppable in this series. How do you think people are betting this right now? Do you think we're going to have a, a big handle when it's all said and done? Or have the Cronkies just killed the fan base <laughs> And then, like, instead of 75% of the town actually being interested, they're just not going to be interested. Are you feeling the buzz, and do you expect a lot of money to come in on the ads? I, I do feel the buzz. I I had I didn't feel this in 2001. I I felt like it was – I, and, and maybe there, there was a buzz, but I don't remember it being on this level. And I think it's because it's been so long since the Avalanche have been here. And – a lot of the fans may not know what it's like to experience a Stanley cup final. I I'm old. <laughs> I, I know what it's like. And in terms of the betting interest, all the books have said the biggest liability is the avalanche. They are mm-hmm. all rooting for the Tampa Bay lightning. So that tells me the betting happened before the season started on futures bets. I think that's where we're going to see the big handle. There may be a few on money line, three-way line, Props, I think props will be the big one in terms of Avs betting. You may see some some Tampa or NHL fans betting Tampa Bay if that's how they think 
there's good value in Tampa Bay, especially I think for for the most part in every game, Colorado is going to be favored. So I, I think that's where you'll see some of the interest, but I think almost all the handle is going to come from futures bets, given that all the sports books are rooting for Tampa Bay. They are. I mean, I'm sitting on a plus 625, plus 580, and a plus 325. I mean, seriously, and that's just me. Like, they're totally screwed. And, and I do, this is presented by Bet Rivers, but they know I want to take their money. <laughs> they want to take our money. I want to take their money more than they want to take our money. Exactly. So there is a, a lot of liability. I'm going to come back to this, though. Vasilevsky, man. I mean, if, I, if I'm picking a Conn Smythe Trophy winner, I'm going plus 425 with that guy. Because I think he steals at least two games if Tampa Bay's winning this thing. And I will say this. The Avalanche are going to be an avalanche with their offensive onslaught. They are going to pepper shots on Andre Vasilevsky. And he's not perfect. He is not going to be able to stop every single shot if he's facing 50 shots. And I get it. Tampa Bay is better defensively. They have Victor Hedman. They, they have Sergachev. They have some. They have a deeper lot of defensemen. But Nashville was pretty good defensively. They had Roman Yossi, uh, uh, who some people consider to be the, the Norris Trophy winner over Kale McCarr because of what he did offensively. I I, I think, and even in the, I, I get it, you don't want to look at regular season matchups because the playoffs are totally different. But in those two games that Colorado beat Tampa Bay this year, they scored three goals on him in both games. So they know how to score on Andre Vasilevsky. It's a matter of, can you get quality shots can you get traffic in front of him? And can you make his life miserable? And that's where Gabriel Landeskog, that's where uh, Aturi Lekkanen, uh, even Miko Rantanen to an extent, JT Comfer and his line, whether he's on the second or the third line, just make his life miserable, get traffic in front of him. And as Wayne Gretzky always says, the best shot is any shot. You can't score on the shots that you don't take. So just pepper him and Make it just make it an onslaught and miserable for him. But I think it all starts defensively. How they play in the defensive zone and the neutral zone is what leads to what they do offensively. Kemper's going game one. Correct. I know you like that. Yes, you love that. I right? do because I I think he is going to up his game. I I think he's going to may he may not match Andre Vasilevsky, but Darcy Kemper has the ability to steal games. And I think he is going to be on that level in this series. I really do. Well, again, if he's not, there's going to be problems. But you're feeling much better about game one than I am. Yes. I still think Tampa Bay comes out hot. And if they're going to steal a game, it's this. And I'll also say this. Um, if that happens, I would not be surprised if the Avs are getting even money or at least plus money in game three on the road at Tampa Bay. Just depending on how things look, you know? And I also want to see the series price if Tampa Bay wins game one, because I think we're getting the abs at even money at that point. Uh, let me throw out another bet at you. And I really like this one because it's a minus 200 just about everywhere. I'm bet rivers minus 150 for the series to go over five and a half games. I don't know. You're, you're sounding pretty cocky. You're like four or five, but this thing's got to go six or seven games, right? Yeah, I, I think it goes six. I, I mean, I, I've said it. I would love for the Avalanche to win the Cup at home, but to beat Tampa Bay in five games, that's just not realistic. Tampa Bay is – it's where it is because of how good it is. And it, it's not just 
the forward depth. It's not just the defensive depth. They have the goaltending. They have the coaching and John Cooper. This team knows how to win. But Colorado is the better team. Colorado should win. I think Colorado will win. I think they win game one. I don't think Tampa Bay is prepared for what Colorado is going to throw at it. It, it, oh. it, it it's it, it's like a combination of Florida with its speed and New York with the skill and it's going to be combined and better. I don't think Tampa Bay is prepared for what Colorado is going to throw at it in game one. And you're just not buying into the 12 days off thing. No, you're just fine with it. I, I, I'm not buying it at all. I, I think this team, when you have a team that is this bought in, that is on a mission like this, it's not going to be denied and it knows what it has to do. And I think it starts with the leadership and even if Nazem Kadri and Andrew Cogliano, Cogliano in particular, even if they don't play, they've been here and they can offer that advice. Darren Helm, who has won a Stanley Cup with Detroit, is going to be in the lineup. Josh Manson is going to be in the lineup. They have the leadership in place. And I'm wearing the sweater of one of the greatest players in NHL history. He's still available to talk to this team to make sure that everything is is going smoothly. The people cannot see you on the podcast. True. I'm wearing a Joe Sackick sweater. It's on it's my authentic go-to for anything, Avalanche, whenever I they're playing at home and I go or I'm watching on TV. So I, I think this team is going to be it, it, it's going to be on a whole new level. I think they're going to take it to a level that we haven't seen yet. And I could make the joke they're going to amp it up to 11, but you have, and then you, Hope they're more amped up than you. <laughs> you have, and then you have the, the, the audience, you're going to have the fans in attendance, which the team, it, it totally by it, it plays off of the emotion in ball arena. And then you're going to have Russell Wilson and the Broncos in attendance. I, I I'm curious if any, uh, any of the avalanche, uh, alumni are going to be in attendance. I, I just, I, I think the Avalanche are going to come out buzzing. I, I just, I'm not, I'm not buying into any sort of letdown or sluggish start for this team. So you just can't see the Avs coming out slow tonight. No, I, I just do not see it. I, I, I can't, I can't see it. I don't see it. I, I don't believe it. I think this team is just, it's just on a mission. I, I, I've been around sports and watched sports long enough to see when a team is like this, that it, it doesn't matter if there's a layoff, it, there's that buy-in and they know what's at stake. And here's where I think playing Tampa Bay is a bonus. I would be worried if they were playing the New York Rangers because I think that they'd be like, oh, I don't think we have to play as hard. We're not gonna have to play our best game because we're playing the Rangers. You're playing the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. You are playing the best team in the league. And I would argue one of the best teams in NHL history, given that they're doing this in the salary cap era, which is crazy. I think that is going to add into the avalanche not having a letdown or a sluggish start or a slow start. Okay, so Smythe Trophy real quick. Are you going McKinnon? We got uh, McKinnon plus 220, Makar's down to plus 185, Vasilevsky 425, Kucherov 450. Is that who you're going with, uh, McKinnon? I'm going with McKinnon. I, I just think 
he is going to be at a level we haven't seen. And I, I'm curious to know, because he's really good friends with Sidney Crosby. Mm-hmm. How much has he, what kind of advice has Sidney Crosby given him for this moment, for the first time in Nathan McKinnon's career to be in the Stanley Cup final? What, what advice, what tips did Sidney Crosby, if he has, offer Nathan McKinnon, or did he just let him do his own thing and experience it on his own? And I, I do think, since I'm wearing my Sackick sweater, having him who always seemed to show up when the avalanche needed it with that patented wrist shot of his Mm -hmm. and having him as someone to lean on is going to be huge, but I I'm going to go with Nathan McKinnon as the Conn Smythe winner. Yeah. I'm not going to put a bet down. I just think it's too up in the air and, and the odds have just dropped so much on McCarr. We could have gotten such a better number. That's out of principle. And by the way, I hate Sidney Crosby and I never say this about athletes and it's not personal. It's just what he did to the USA in the Olympics. God, that was years ago. Wasn't it like 10 years ago or something? Uh, it's been a while. I mean, at least. I mean, when he scored that overtime goal, that was our year to win the gold again. Screw Sidney Crosby. Screw him. But hopefully he gives that winning edge to Nathan McKinnon. That'll be great. I don't know if we could discuss any more about the Stanley Cup at this point. Is there anything else that's on your mind with it, or are we just going to move on? I think people are going to see what – Avalanche fans, and even from a national perspective, because you constantly heard it from the TNT crew with Rick Tockett and uh, Paul Bizonet and Anson Carter talking about how good this team is defensively, as in the Avalanche. I think we're going to see that in this series. I, I think that's why I, not just Darcy Kemper and how he's going to play and how he's going to up his game, how the Avalanche played defensively. All five guys, not just the defensive core, but the forwards and how they shut down the neutral zone. What they did against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl against Edmonton, I said this to you last week, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay does not have players on the caliber of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and they still were able to limit the damage that they did. So I, I think that's going to be what leads to the Avalanche having success offensively against Andre Vezilevsky is how they played defensively. That's it's just really interesting stuff, I think, is all I can say. is They got Braden Point coming back, too. I think that's going to be big for them. He leads them in the goals uh, over these past two runs. So we got to get Kadri back. That, that'll that be the next big one. Yeah. Kadri's got to be back. Jared Bednar said uh, before we started recording on Wednesday after the morning skate, for the Avalanche, both Nazem Kadri and Andrew Cagliano did, mm-hmm. did skate. Uh, Kadri didn't have a, uh, a stick. Cogliano did, I think, skate with a stick, but they didn't take part in the in the in the team skate. Bednar said they were day to day. I think the hope is to get Kadri back at some point in the series, maybe when it shifts to Tampa, because mm-hmm. um, there's going to be even more days off now after Game One before Game Two on Saturday. So I I wonder if that's where they're leaning. I would not be surprised to see Cogliano play in Game Two. Because really? given that he's not a skill player, I don't know how much he's going to need his hand on his stick, given that he's just, he's a guy who blocks shots. He's a guy who likes to muck it up. So I think it might be sooner for Cagliano, but that's just my guess. I have no insight on that. And I think they're hoping for Kadri maybe when it shifts back to Tampa. The get-in price has gone from about $1,000 and now 
we're way down. We are down to $491 for the get-in price. How are you watching this series, my friend? Because I'm I'm very close to pulling the trigger probably on a seven eight hundred dollar ticket. I don't have the kids. I wanted to bring the kids. We're just the schedule isn't matching up. So I might as well buy like a loge seat and just go and have a good time. It's been a long time since I've been to a finals. I, I'm watching it from home. I what I do is I watch it from home and then because I, I don't like to hear the BS from the announcers about trying to keep the game interested. And mm -hmm. if for some reason Tampa gets up, I don't want to hear them talking up Tampa Bay. So I mute the TV until the <laughs> avalanche are winning. Just complete, complete mute of the TV. I like it. I'm going to let you go where you want to go next. Uh, we got Jerry Judy. Okay. We got Jerry Judy or we got the nuggets in the NBA draft. Did you have any idea that the NBA draft is coming up here? Yes, because there's potential for the Denver Nuggets to draft Nikola Jovich. Didn't we talk about this two months ago? I, I'm pretty sure I brought him up. I, I think we did. I, I, how great would it be to have Jokic and Jovich? Amazing. And, yeah, seriously. And they just made a trade. I think they sent Jermichael Green to Oklahoma City, and they got another pick. So now they have two picks at the end of the first round. I don't think they use both of those picks. I think the Nuggets are looking for a way to move up. Really? I mean, I, I actually think they can get a couple of guys. They need a wing defender. I think it's simple as that, right? Yep. They need a wing. My boy, Christian Brown from Kansas, I think is going to be there. I don't think you take Jovic at this point. As much as I like him and as much as a great story it'd be, you need someone to help you defensively right now. There's no time to screw around. And you need the, a score. Two years. Yeah, I, and... and Two years of the window is gone. Yep. You just can't afford a, to develop a guy defensively. You need somebody that's very close to being NBA ready on that side of the ball. Ed, I, I, I'm curious about Jamal Murray. I, I mean, I, I'm hoping he can come back because that can give you that second score they need to add to Jokic. And then Michael Porter Jr., I, who knows with his back if he's ever going to be right. So I, I think they need to find a third score if you're going to get Jamal Murray back. And I agree with you. They need to get defense and they need to get rebounding. Those are the two, uh, aside from scoring and having added relief for Jokic on the offensive side, they need to get better defensively and they need to, mm -hmm. to get better on, on the glass. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you 100% on that. They do. They need to get better on the glass immediately. So, I mean, that's next week already. Got the end of the NBA Finals, and then it's next week. Things are flying. This is why I said we could have Stanley Cup Finals in July, right? So now the dead period of summer is basically a month because training camp will be opening at the end of July. Nope. This has been great for business is all I can say. And this has been great for sports betting here in Colorado. Absolutely. I, I, I really hope people are jumping on the bandwagon betting this. I, I, I really do. I, and I think we saw it, as I mentioned at the top, with futures bets. I think that's where we're going to see the majority of the handle in Colorado. And there isn't a way to break it down. The state doesn't really do a good job of breaking down where the bets are coming from. It just breaks it down by sport. I wish we could see the operators, but that's a different tangent. And mm -hmm. in terms of hockey, how about this? So you've probably seen it, the, the plug for the new documentary on ESPN, Unrivaled, which details the, the story of the Avalanche and Red Wings rivalry, which was incredible. It's going to air on Sunday, December 26th. That is when game six is 
potentially, if necessary, going to be played later that day. Oh so you God. get to, to watch the the fiercest rivalry in the history of the NHL, I would argue sports. And then you could potentially watch the Avalanche win the Stanley Cup. That will be fast. I cannot wait. Really, this is just going to be great. I, I still think it goes seven, six games. You want? I mean, if it doesn't go seven, you can still be okay, right? Yeah, you'll be okay if it goes seven. I don't want it. I, I, I've experienced a, a seven-game Stanley Cup final. I don't oh, want to do too. it again. <laughs> me too. It's very, very stressful. Very. It's very, very stressful. Um, and speaking of those old Red Wings series. Here's what people I don't think understand. Like if you were a hockey fan back in the mid nineties and, and how long did that go to the late nineties, even early two thousands, there was no, it, 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 so it basically went from March 20, March, May 29th, 1996, which is when Claude Lemieux boarded Chris Draper. Mm-hmm. And then the next key date in the rivalry was March 26th, 1997, which is when you had the brawl at the Joe. So it started in May 1996, and it went until uh, Detroit beat Colorado in the conference finals in 2002, which was the last time the Avalanche were in the conference finals. So it basically went for six years. Well, let, let me go to somewhere else completely off the board. I go to playcolorado.com. I try to understand the story up here. I'm just stupid. Um, outside of sports, I really don't know too much. Sports and being a dad are the two things I know. Colorado sports betting regulators practices, policies flagged in state audit. What What is going on here? This is an inside betting thing, but what's going on? And so it's not even about betting. It's, it's inside baseball. So what it is, is this audit by the state auditor looked at how the Division of Gaming conducted itself over the first year of business. So Mm -hmm. May 2020 to April 2021. And basically what it uncovered is the Division of Gaming is lacking in what it's doing in terms of licenses and temporary licenses. Most of the sports books operating in this state still have temporary licenses. Okay. That's not good. The tax money. Some of the sports books are reporting different tax numbers to the state, and then the numbers that they file. So there, there are some issues with the division of gaming, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with a certain a certain book and some odds disputes for mm-hmm. the NFL draft. We did the, the the division of gaming recently ruled on it and cited in favor of the book. All of these things are not inspiring confidence in the division of gaming, which is what it should be doing. It's not the division of sports books. It should not be looking out for the sports books solely, which is how it seems to me that the division of gaming is conducting business right now. It should be doing it for the division of gaming. There is no gaming without betters. And it seems like right now betters don't have that, that source of looking out for them. It's looking out for the books, not looking out for the betters. And that should not be how it's playing out. It's a very unfortunate. It really is. So this does hurt betters ultimately. In the end, that's yes, who's getting does. hurt. How? How does it hurt us? Because it doesn't give you confidence that you're in a regulated market and you're going to have your interests looked out for. Yeah. And and that's what it that's the whole point of having a regulated market. 
we 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 constantly talk at you and I and everyone else in this in this industry talks about how we have to get people from going offshore in unregulated markets. This kind of stuff does not help because it doesn't tell them, hey, I'm going to be looked out for. I'm going to have people looking out for me. I'm in a regulated market. So if I have a complaint, it's going to be taken seriously. No, this is not going to do that. It's just going to lead more people to think of, well, I don't really trust it to begin with. So I'm just going to go to the unregulated offshore book and test my luck. That was bad. That And again, I'm not going to say the rival book, but you can do a little research if you heard about it. There's there's Jane Salinas is he won the super contest. I, I forgot he was lived in Denver until that story popped up. Right. He's Denver. Yeah. He's just a remarkable better. He went up. He's an old book. school Denver guy. He's been in Denver yeah. his whole life. I mean, yeah. and and even he is saying what we just said, it has to, and, and Vision talked about it. I mean, this is not good for the sports betting industry in Colorado. No. It's not good for the sports betting industry in general, but especially in this state. And the latest uh, report from the from the audit, and good on Dan Hartman, who's the director of the Division of Gaming. Good on him. Good on the Colorado Limited Gaming Control Commission, which basically oversees all of this. It approves licenses. It allows casinos and sports books to get their license and operate in the state. They've agreed that they're going to do what the audit has suggested. I hope so, because it has not been a good couple of weeks for the Division of Gaming or the Colorado Limited Gaming Control Commission. No, no doubt. It's been frustrating. I, I don't know how many betters actually know that story happened, which is the problem. <laughs> and, and they and should. I wish more people... They should. They should, because the book that we're talking about here. And then the, the response by Dave Portnoy was, uh, was awful. It was. I mean, he just, he went after Salinas and he said they did nothing wrong. And did the, did the commission get paid off or something? Because none of it makes sense. None of it. It was egregious. It, it really it was is. egregious. And, and we have it all detailed every step of the way at playcolorado.com. There, I, I believe there's four stories we t and uh, Kim Pomponio, who's the managing editor at PlayColorado.com, actually interviewed Salinas and 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 had him talk about it. And I really like the approach that Salinas is taking in all of this. He's not taking the Portnoy response and responding in kind to Portnoy, which is how he could. Mm -hmm. He's been more mature and said, I hope that this is a learning opportunity for the state and for the sports betting industry in general. And I think that's the route that all of us have to take. I don't agree with anything that the state has done in this. I thought the response to, to Salinas and his complaint was lazy and it was not the full force that it should have had. I don't think it was taken seriously and it doesn't look good for the state. I don't care about the book. I don't, I mean, I, I love the retail book at the Ameristar. I think it's a great setup. I don't like that. It's a certain operator, but aside from all of that, the state has to be better. This is about the state. This is about the state regulating a market that is one of the best in the country. There are books that want to get into this market because of the low tax hold of 10%. There's a lot of betters. There's a lot of interest. The Broncos are finally going to be better, which is going to be huge for this market and in betting interest. Be better. Dan Hartman and the Division of Gaming and the Colorado Limited Gaming Control Commission have to be better. 
Well, that got you fired up. All right, my friend. Let's do it one last time. Best bet. Nathan McKinnon, first goal scorer. Pretty simple. Nathan McKinnon, first goal scorer. You heard it here from Ian St. Clair. My best bets, I'll say it one more time. We've got Tampa Bay money line in the first period, plus 114 today. Lightning first period, three-way, plus 215. And then the series bet will be going over five and a half games, minus 150. And again, uh, minus 150 is not juice that I often bet, but I have a strong conviction in that. My friend, plug play Colorado. I will have one more good bet. I'll throw out Kale McCarr okay. block shots. Ooh, what? I think, yeah? I, I think, uh, yes. Because I, he's another guy who we see all the offense and we see the skating. We started to see it defensively. I think Kale McCarr, especially going against Victor Hedman, and they're not going to be going head-to-head. But, yeah, I think Kale McCarr is going to be another one of those guys who ups his game. And now that's a bet I'll get behind. In terms that'll of, be a show bet. In terms of playcolorado.com, I mentioned Ken earlier. He has a story up right now about the ranking the top matchups for championships uh-huh. in Colorado sports history. So he details, I believe it's 16, 16 championships that the that respective Colorado teams have played for. So he just ranks the matchups, not the outcome but the, the the interest and the intrigue and the hype leading into those either series or games. And it, it's a fun read. It's a great read. As I've always said, playcolorado.com is your one-stop shop for news, analysis, opinion, features on anything and everything gambling in Colorado, not just sports betting, but casinos and hopefully soon online casinos to help make you a safer and smarter better. A lot of best bets here, my friend. And we could have the NCAA champions and the NHL champions in hockey. Denver Pios? Yep. Colorado Avalanche. Well, thank you again, my friends, Ian St. Clair. want to thank all of our listeners and bettors. Again, we gave our best bets. There's a lot of them tonight. You want to hit me up on Twitter, at Holden Radio. Leave me a five-star review if you get a second. I'd really appreciate that. Nice little note about the show as well. Thanks to our producer, Stephen Young, as well. I'm Holden. Thanks for checking out the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers.